welcome. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Eight minutes after the hour, and Black Rifle is on the line. And uh, they are in Boonville, second exit, middle exit, however you want to phrase it. Mike and Megan on board. Good morning. Morning, Gary. Good morning, Gary. Uh, let's start off with a little fun here. Um, give me the the one firearm that you would most like to shoot. Now, i got to point out to listeners... This is going to be somewhat of a challenge uh, for both of them uh, because they have access to just about everything in the world uh, that fires around. So it'd be hard to find, I suspect, one they haven't. Uh, but if you want to jump in on this, 874-9390, toll-free 800-529-5572. The one firearm that you would most like to shoot. Uh, and I'm going to start off with Mike because it will be the biggest challenge for Mike. Uh, well, I have by the way, in my brain right now. By the way, before I start this, every year you guys have this off-road and uh, uh, shooting exposition out there. Uh, mm -hmm. And are you guys planning on doing that again this year? Uh, we don't have any plans for one right now. Uh, unfortunately, the ranges we were using that for that uh, need a little TLC, and we got to work on those before we get some more people out there just to make sure everybody stays safe. And honestly, uh, you know, through those events, we've been pretty rough on some of the guns. They need a little TLC, too. So hopefully we just have a little bit of downtime and, and uh, get things squared away and we come back at it stronger than ever. All right. So if you're religious, say a prayer. They do it again because you'll get a shot at, you'll pardon the expression, firing some of the most unique weapons ever. Uh, it is. It, I don't know any place else. Frankly, I don't know any place else anywhere else where you have that opportunity. Uh, so not quite, not quite to that extent. There are a few places you can go to have a little bit of fun like that, but you have to go down into Oklahoma or Kentucky or stuff to to really get to that extent. Yeah, I know there's a place in Vegas that uh, does that kind of thing, but uh, oh yeah, but this this is a unique experience. Nobody I know around. I mean, it's worth it is absolutely worth it to go out for this. Uh, but let's uh, let's see. Uh, I'm, I want to find out the one weapon you would most. And if you've got three, go ahead. And listeners, care to join in, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Mike, give me your list. The number one gun you'd like to shoot that you haven't shot. Uh, so number, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know that I, I can put these in any specific order, but m maybe from mild to more extreme. Uh, one I definitely would really like to shoot would be like an original style Browning B.A.R., uh huh. Uh, uh, I mean, those things are just tanks. I would love to have, to shoot one of those. Uh, moving up to a lot more recent, uh, a Modus, so a full auto fifty. Uh, or the third one would be a Dylan minigun. A Dylan minigun? Yeah, they only fire like thirty five hundred or no. Was it? It's a ridiculous number. Yeah, something like 3,500 rounds a, a, a minute or something mm -hmm. like that. It's just, you know, think of it as a modern Gatling gun. Really? I hadn't even yeah, heard of multiple that. multiple barrels. I mean, it's, I mean, it shoots 308. Literally, I, I, I did the math on it once. It shoots something like 30 rounds a second. Um, and at the price of 308, just doing a brrrr is, like, going to cost you, like, 50 bucks or something like that. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, some things are worth the money, you know? The, the juice is yeah, definitely worth the squeeze. I was in last year, and I had an opportunity to shoot one and a Modus. I really wanted to. And I was even texting Megan 
while I was down there. I'm like, should I? She's like, yes. I'm like, should I? Yes. I was just, I couldn't at that juncture bring myself to spend the money that day, but I will go back and I will shoot one. Ah, uh, sounds like fun. Uh, all right, Megan, your turn. Really, minigun. After after Mike started telling me that he had the opportunity and I didn't, um, that's definitely one that I haven't shot that I'd like to. Yeah, had she been there, she would have been like, "Get out of the way! I'm going to show you how." To <laughs> I would have <got> broke. Did <laughs> uh-huh. you are you pansy? This is an easy decision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I want to shoot. Uh, mine is much more pedestrian than you guys. You know that Eagle fifty cal revolver. Well, that's uh, yeah. Is, am I right? Is, did I say something wrong? No, no. I was just like that's 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 a bit of a beast too. The yeah. downside about when you get into a revolver too, though, is man, those things those things are risk breakers because they don't have like you don't get the slide actuating to help absorb a little bit of that. Those things are rough. <laughs> yeah, but boy, they'd be fun. I, I just I, think it would I, be. I had an old dentist that had a 454 oh. Kazool uh, revolver that was a okay. snub nose. And I'm a glutton for punishment. Like, I will shoot just about anything. Cause, and I want to shoot just about anything. Like, if I show up somewhere and I see somebody with a gun I've never shot, I'll be like, oh, can I shoot him? <laughs> uh, that's, that's the only gun I'm okay if I never shoot again. That I've shot so far. That that bad, huh? Oh man, that thing is gnarly. Uh, it was. I, I can say I shot it. Uh, I'm okay if I don't do it again. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh-huh. uh-huh. At the uh, firearm blog, they have the top ten guns to shoot before you die. Uh, number Ooh. ten is the Mauser 98. Uh, that's. Uh, Mauser. Huh. Eight millimeter Mauser. Oh, okay. Yeah, I always I always get the Mauser ninety eight and the Mosins kind of confused. Yeah, what is it? are the Mosins still? Are they appreciating in value at all? The Mosin Nagants? Uh, appreciating, yes. Yeah, are they really? So. Yeah, kind of like SKSs and stuff too. You know, just these old Russian surplus guns that are floating around that you used to be able to pick up for seventy five bucks at a gun show are now running four hundred dollars and up, depending on the condition. I bought. Uh, two from Black Rifle years ago, and they were like a hundred bucks a piece. Yep, uh, yep. They were and they re- probably came with ammo too, a fair amount. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, and one of them, by the way, uh, we gave to. Uh, we ultimately uh, ended up uh, gifting uh, to my father-in-law, uh, and he uh, gave it to the uh, uh, veterans uh, VFW, uh, which they have on the wall up there. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So uh, that came right from Black Rifle eventually, anyway. Uh, but my Mosins wife... Are fun. Huh? Mosins are fun. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a bit of a punishing gun, but they are fun. Uh, the Mauser 98, the perfect rifle, they say. Uh, everything about them is just excellent, and the parts work together in perfect harmony to drive lead down range. They're strong, easy to shoot, clean, train with. And they are reliable as a toaster. But the 98 makes it to number 10 because it's a bolt-driven rifle. Um, you know, the, the bolt-driven rifles seem so clunky to me now. I know. We've been spoiled, that's for sure. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, 
I've got a lever action rifle that I would actually rather shoot than a bolt action rifle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, there are some bolt action rifles that are insanely smooth. But to regress back to our previous gun we were just talking about, uh, a Mosin Nagant is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of the uh, Russians were using those uh, as sniper rifles. It, it, they were yeah. equipped. Oh, yeah. Differently, but oh, they're they're incredible. They're incredible guns, and they can they can reach out there for a distance. And I know a lot of people that go deer hunting with Mosins. It doesn't exactly sound like the thing you would want to do, but you know, the, I, I've seen people do it. Wow! All right, there, there uh, was a short, there was a short lived batch of Mosin uh, pistols made uh, where they literally sawed it off to a pistol grip and sawed it off to barrel length, and just because. I'm an idiot. Sometimes I really want one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one for uh, for Mike. All right. Yeah. Uh, it's Eminem, Mike and Megan from Black Rifle in Boonville, going through a list of uh, the top ten weapons you really want to shoot before you die. And if you've got a favorite weapon you'd like to shoot but haven't, give us a call eight seven four ninety three ninety toll free eight hundred five two nine five five seven two. Who knows? Maybe we'll find a way to hook you up. The Gary on Gun Show. On Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 22 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be. I'm chuckling because one of the listeners sent us a message on Facebook, the gun that he would like to shoot, and I'll talk about that in a minute. Mike and Megan from Black Rifle in Boonville, just a short ride down the road, and uh, what a great place it is. It's uh, it's terrific for handguns. It's rifles, shotguns, ammunition. They, they pretty much have it all, uh, but uh, they have these uh, AR-15s that are you know, CMMG makes are just fabulous, including one that I would really, if I could have, if I could pick one rifle that I'd like to own, uh, it would be the MK, that mutant. I, I just, something about that, I don't know why, I just love that thing. Uh, so you that's, know, that can be arranged. Yeah, I know, I know it can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> Always trying to make the sale. Always trying to close the sale. That's Mike. Well, well that's definitely one of my favorites, too, so... But fortunately, I've I've been lucky enough to shoot that one a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I I shot it. Um, I think I shot it in full auto. Uh, I, I went out to, to the old place, and uh, you oh, guys. Yeah, there's, there's a video floating around somewhere that I think I put together on that. So. Yeah, uh, I was sick that day, but boy, I was I was smiling when I was shooting that thing. Oh yeah. my god, that was fun. So uh, Mike on Facebook uh, says uh, the failings. Is the one is the one he wants to shoot? Um, it's um, close in weapon system for defense against airborne threats uh, yeah, such as anti ship missiles and helicopters. Designed and manufactured by General Dynamics, uh, consisting of a radar guided twenty millimeter Vulcan cannon mounted on a swiveling base. Uh, it has been used by the United States Navy and the naval forces of 15 other countries. Uh, the U.S. deployed it on every class of surface combat ship except the Zumwalt class. Um, the British have it. A lot of them have it. Uh, apparently, uh, this thing is uh, quite the firearm. Oh, yeah. it's a, I don't know so much as you fire that as you just stand there in awe while it's being fired. <laughs> Uh, it's a, uh, I'll tell you what, if somebody, if some of the listeners want to really get a good idea for that, just look at, uh, you know, like they can Google or do a YouTube search for like a failings and, uh, um, 
airstrike defense or missile defense or something like that. Like you get a lot of these over in bases uh, in the Middle East that they're actually out on the perimeter that they actually are made for missile defense. So if they detect a missile's been launched, these things just start spraying ammo at those. So imagine the Dylan Arrow, uh, you know, mini gun that I would like to have shot earlier. Yeah, uh, but but make it bigger and badder. <laughs> yeah, this thing is apparently ra- radar controlled. Yeah. And uh, wow. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess. Well, if we're going that extreme, I, I want to change my list. I want to say the the Vulcan out of an ATM warthog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All day long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if we're if we're stepping up, I mean, let's let's be real. Yeah. Well, Mike here is really he's uh, he's really stepped up to the plate. This thing fires 3,000 rounds per minute. Um, it, it, yeah. it, that's, yeah. that's impressive. Uh, oh, with yeah. an extended magazine drum that holds 1,550 rounds. Uh, I, I don't know. How do you get to 3,000 rounds for, after that? Uh, the velocity, uh, around 3,600 feet per second. Uh, they are armor-piercing tungsten penetrator rounds. Uh, or depleted uranium with discardable sabots. Uh, this thing is, woo. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. but you don't really shoot it. You just, like you said, stand behind it. The radar uh, guides it. Uh, but I wouldn't yeah. mind just watching it. Yeah, really. listeners definitely should Google it or go to YouTube search for it because it is impressive to watch that thing in action. Yeah. Uh, 874-9390, toll free, 800-529-5572. Or you can go on Facebook, uh, like Mike did, and send us a message. Uh, the gun you'd most like to shoot. We're going through a list of um, uh, one uh, one uh, expert at uh, the firearms blog. Uh, top ten list of guns you have to shoot before you die. Uh, and the next one on his list is the M1 Garand. Uh, and I, I'm betting Mike has fired this. I have. Uh, those are, I mean, they're definitely pieces of uh, Americana. Uh, you know, just being able to hold some history in your hand. And, and shoot it is, is an incredible feeling. Uh, it was used by the U.S. military for like 20 years. Um, the United States Civilian Marksman Program uh, offers the ability to have one shipped right to your door if you uh, meet a certain set of qualifications. I don't know if I do or not, but boy, that would be fun. Uh, the, uh, the next uh, firearm on the shoot it before you die list is the self-loading bullpup. Any one of them, um, you know, I I've uh, had an opportunity uh, to shoot the FN, and that's kind of neat. Uh, is, is there one in particular that you, uh, Megan, that you like, Megan? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> the, the, the gears are turning. She's trying to figure it out and narrow it down. I think I really haven't shot many bullpups. All right, Mike probably. Mike probably has. He's probably got a favorite. Um, the the P ninety is always fun, or the PS ninety is always fun. Um, yeah. But the uh, I would probably have to give a slight edge to the uh, Tavor. Uh, when it came out, I wasn't too sure about it, and it definitely wasn't on my list of wants. Um, it was really neat. I liked the concept, uh, and I went out and I actually shot a friend's once, and I was I was very pleasantly surprised with the way it ended up being. I will be shooting a Nog soon, though. Really? Yeah, Sire Nog. That's the, uh, the uh, uh, diehard gun. How how, uh, 
How is it you're having that opportunity, Megan? How is it you're having um, that opportunity and I'm not? Because <laughs> I just ordered one for one of our employees. Oh, and, and you're going to fire it before you pass it along? No, we, we've already coordinated we're going to do range day. <laughs> you mean, we've yeah. got some stuff that I would very much like to shoot. Yeah, good. I'll order that, but I get to shoot it, too. Um, <laughs> I like the way you think. Uh, number seven on the list is my favorite firearm, and that is a, you know, a 1911, but a good one. Uh, the reason why 1911s have been around for over 100 years, people like the way they shoot. Browning's genius shows through as many designs that are still around and relevant today, and the 1911 is no exception. The crisp single-action grip angle, user-friendliness, and safety of the 1911 pistols have ensured that shooters have used them to fight wars, defend their homes, win numerous competitions. It's not uncommon for a plastic, fantastic pistol owner to not understand why anyone would want a heavy, low-capacity, dated pistol. I love my 1911. Thank you. I, yeah, just... I mean, this is the thing, too. Is it's uh, definitely a quality one. Uh, I mean, shooting a inexpensive 1911 is still shooting a decent quality gun uh, compared to some crappy plastic ones. Uh, but, you know, when you really step up into the realm of, like, an Ed Brown or something of that sort, it is a totally different beast. Like, I've shot on the how many 1911s, and I like a good 1911. But when you get into that range, like an STI or an Ed Brown or Wilson Combat or, you know, some of those really high-end ones. That's a game changer. It, it is. It is a completely different thing. And my, my caveat to that is you kind of have to be an experienced gun shooter to really appreciate it. Well, I really appreciate it. And your input we will come back with this top ten list with Megan and Mike from Black Rifle in Boonville. Just a few minutes. Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle. It's 35 minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. Uh, by the way, um, Mike has sent us a video of uh, of a fire. Can we actually call that a firearm? Holy Toledo. I know, right? It has, I don't know how many rounds there are between tracers, uh, but watching it shoot and it looked like just a straight red line. It's on uh, the second video I sent actually uh, kind of shows them tracking one a little bit better too. So, like I said, that's not so much a gun you shoot; that's a gun you stand back and watch in awe as it fires. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that is impressive. Uh, air defense shooting down Iranian missile phalanx uh, anti-missile defense system. Uh, all right, so you can go to the Facebook page, uh, Gary on Guns. While you're there, tell us the, the one firearm that you'd most like to shoot or the firearms you'd most like to shoot before you die. Uh, we were going through the top ten list uh, from uh, the firearm blog. They said the 1911, and I had to cut Mike off because we were up against a commercial. But he said a good 1911 makes a big difference. Um, and and he you know kind of got cut off after that. Uh, oh yeah, I mean it's it's like when I first started shooting, you know, I mean I was I was a novice shooter. I could hit what I wanted and stuff, but I didn't really have a true appreciation for the certain feel and the crispness of certain triggers and things of that sort. And early on uh, in me learning to shoot, I shot an Ed Brown, and I was just kind of like, man, okay, that was cool. But then like after going through like 
you know, plenty of courses with Tim and learned to carry and becoming one of his instructors and getting a lot of trigger time. I went back and shot another one and I had such an appreciation for it. I, I was actually out one day when it was like cold as can be outside and I was wearing gloves and I'm like, this gun is not deserving of gloves. I need to take the gloves off. <laughs> I truly appreciate the feel of this gun when I shoot it. The only downside to the 1911 is that it doesn't hold enough rounds. That's why you get an STI. Most of those are double stacks. They call them 2011s because they're double stack. <laughs> Does that have the same trigger pull? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, the STI 2011s are incredible guns. So imagine a very high-end 1911, but make it more capacity. That's exactly what STI's done. STI 2011? Yep. So now you've got my curiosity up here. Extreme guns, that's me. Oh, yeah. 2011 is, uh, that's that's definitely on my short list of once. Yeah. Uh, I've got a couple contacts, uh, you know, from that company that I've made that I can get some uh, good pricing on them. But it's just one of those ones that, you know, it's, A, very difficult to choose which one I want. And, B, uh, hard to swallow that price Yeah, for that money, I could buy a couple guns. Yeah, but if you're doubling up the the amount of uh, rounds, yeah, it's it's a it looks like it goes for two to four grand, depending on what yeah what you get. Yeah, it, I mean, but and the other downside too is I I really appreciate a quality gun like that, but then there's the part of me that's you know just a little timid for having something like that for the simple fact that I don't like having safe queens. I would like to have most of my guns be guns that I can carry at any point. I would be afraid if I ever had to use that in a defensive situation that it would be taken and put in evidence. And I've seen what happens to some guns and evidence. Oh, that that would deserve to be in a velvet uh, line safe. Um, the STI twenty eleven, one hundred forty millimeter. To the fact that I don't like having guns safe, you know, safe queens. I, I want to take them out and abuse them and you know shoot them. So, and that gun, as pretty as it is. We'll take that abuse. I mean, I know a bunch of, I have a bunch of friends that use those as competition guns, and they're kind of rough on them, and those things just keep taking it. All right, now I'm, now I'm drooling over this. And, and you, yeah. you, you think you can get your hands on some of those, do you? Oh, I know I can. Wow. There are two at the store right now. Oh, yeah, I forgot there are. Are there really? Brand there new? There are. Brand new? They are not. Uh, they are pre-owned, but they are in incredible shape. One's nine mil, one's forty-five. How much is the forty-five? Do you know offhand? Eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. You know, looking at these prices, that's pretty good. Yeah. Oh. And, and you really need to get your hands on one to appreciate it. I mean, people hear eighteen hundred dollars for a nineteen eleven, uh, and they don't understand twenty eleven, and they don't understand the quality put into that gun. I mean, it's one of those ones. You really need to come to Black Rifle and get your hands on it to appreciate it. You'll know where that money is. And 1800 is incredible for the variance yeah. she's got. All right. Uh, let's see. How long will it take me after work? To get... Never mind that. Uh, boy, Black Rifle, by the way, uh, Boonville, uh, center uh, exit, uh, middle exit, however you want to phrase it, matters not when you get off the exit. Uh, and you head into Black Rifle, you're heading into one hell of a store. Um, and uh, Megan and the team are there. They all know firearms really well. I know a whole bunch of the folks that uh, that work the counters there, and you're in really good hands. Uh, 
Uh, on the list, number six is the M16, the weapon that separated America from its love affair with wooden stocks. 30 caliber cartridges. The M16 is incredibly accurate rifle. Borrows parts and, conce and concepts from other guns that came together spectacularly. Uh, the M16 is the one firearm that the anti-gun people try to make everybody believe is an AR-15. Yep. Yep. Yeah, it's... Uh it's that it's that military gun that everybody owns, right, according to the the media. Everybody's got that M sixteen. I mean, the nineteen eleven military grade. So yeah, yeah. Just go down that rabbit hole. Um, yeah, it's a, uh, the ejection all, port. Often misconveyed. Yeah, uh, the ejection port is uh, similar to that found on the uh, World War Two uh, German World War Two era Sig forty four, non reciprocating charging handle. Uh, was a relatively new concept, the bolt-locking me mechanism similar to the uh, M1941 uh, Johnson rifle. Uh, the ejecting mechanism is similar to a Remington Model 8S. Or, uh, uh, it's in, uh, this uh, contributes to the platform's inherent accuracy. Uh, it's, if I'm not mistaken, this uh, first got used in Vietnam. Am I right about that? That is correct. Yeah. yeah, it was. Uh, it it kind of came to be early on Vietnam and replaced the M14 essentially. Uh, number five on the list is the H and K MP5, uh, the yeah. gold standard. Yeah. Oh, listen to you yeah, guys. That, that's definitely a, that's definitely one that people need to to play with if they have if they get an opportunity to. It's just. Uh, uh, I mean, it, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of engineering and a lot of fun in it. Uh, and it's the quintessential Hollywood submachine gun. Yeah. Uh, there isn't much positive. Let's see. Uh, the MP5 was uh, first to gain widespread acceptance. Uh, the Rising was a, a closed bolt SMG. There isn't much positive, I have to say, about mine, he says, until the short 556 five, uh, carbines uh, became the norm. The MP5 was the gun of choice for military people in tight spaces, uh, letter agencies, police, even civilians who worked over uh, HK-94s. So many MP5s were sold that Jim Schatz, a 20-year HK employee, said that it was the only gun keeping the company afloat for a period of time. Wow. Yeah. I knew, I knew it was a popular one, and, and today, I mean, because most of those were made in a full auto variant. I mean, being able to find anything that a civilian can own is going to be very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. um, if you find one in kind of rough shape uh, that you can get legally transferred to you, um, because they were made pre-86, and they do exist so that you can, uh, you with the right paperwork and everything, you can get one. Um, but you're probably going to be looking at thirty grand um, to, to get your hands on one of those. Geez, maybe I should Party. go. Sh maybe I should go shopping this afternoon for one. Hey, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> forget, <laughs> forget about buying a house. Let's just buy a one firearm. All right, yeah. Megan and Mike are on board from Black Rifle. Uh, next one on the list. I'll just give you this one hint. Do you feel lucky, punk? You're listening to Carry On Guns, Hot Talk, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, good morning. Glad to have you on uh, the program this morning, have you with us. And to be with you, it is uh, 55 50 minutes after the hour. Mike and Megan are in from Black Rifle. Uh, and we're talking about um, 
the top 10 uh, favorite guns that you should shoot before you die. Uh, also uh, getting some uh, listener feedback uh, on uh, the guns that you would, uh, the one gun that you would most like to shoot that you haven't shot before. Uh, getting messages here on Facebook. You can call us 874-9390 or toll-free 800-529-5572 uh, and tell us the one gun you'd most like to shoot. Who knows? We may even be able to hook you up. Uh, they've got, uh, you know, all kinds of great firearms down at Black Rifle, new and used. Uh, well, we've been sitting there looking at pricing some of these guns uh, if they were available for public and you know, we ju- we just found a few uh, MP5s that some people were selling anywhere from uh, you know thirty one to forty four grand. Wow. Uh, but you know, <laughs> hopefully these gun laws uh, disappear somewhere down the road, and and none of them is constitutional. But we're going through the uh, top ten list of guns that you have to shoot before you die, and uh, with a reasonable hint given i'm sure you know what i'm going to say next and on the list is uh the smith and wesson model 2944 magnum uh clint eastwood used it uh in uh, his dirty harry movies Uh, and apparently it's pretty accurate uh the author of this column says that his friend can hit uh 100 yard ringers over and over with his uh and people have been known to take game with it at the time of the, that the movie was filmed, I can remember Clint Eastwood saying, this may possibly be the most powerful handgun in the world. It's not, but it is damn powerful. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember. I mean, accuracy is kind of a given on those things. I mean, for one, I mean, you've got a very fast moving big bullet, but you're also looking at, what, an 8-inch barrel on the thing? Yeah. Uh, yeah, 6 or 8-inch barrel. I mean, and I know certain performance center models from Smith & Wesson uh, have even longer barrels, so... I mean, yeah, that, that's definitely going to be an accurate gun, and it's it's definitely uh, iconic, and it, it led the way for a lot of fun innovation in the revolver world. Yeah, they say that uh, it could be a bit painful to a newbie, but with some practice and instruction, a revolver shooter can harness the power of the forty four Magnum and do some amazing things with it. Uh, next on the list is just something belt-fed. Uh, they uh, talk here about an M60, uh, but I don't think I've ever fired a belt-fed weapon. Uh, how, how? No, I don't think I've how ever. How is that possible? We have a couple of them. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I've ever been out when you guys had one uh, that I was. I, and I, it, it's. Uh, I'm curious. How different is that than having a magazine? Is it faster, smoother, better? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, a 60 is, is, is slow and methodical, um, which there's just something fun about the 60. Uh, but the, the thing is, I mean, that versus a, uh, a magazine is, I mean, belt-fed, I mean, you're just looking at pretty much continuous fire without reloading. Granted, you do need to make sure that you don't run it too long and, and uh, because it's going to get the barrel too hot, which the nice thing about that is you can interchange barrels fairly easily because that happens. Um, but yeah, you can, you can literally have sitting there, somebody sitting next to you, you know, feeding some ammo to you to make sure that it doesn't jam and make sure it continuously feeds. A lot of times they're, instead of magazine fed, even though it is a belt fed, they have like a big bag off the side of them that just holds coiled up lengths of, of ammo. Um, but you know, but something belt fed, I mean, the sixties kind of the iconic belt fed, 
Uh, you know, you can pick one of those up for a mere eighty grand, I think. Um, but, Is that all? Drop in the bucket. Oh no, right? <laughs> uh, but there's, there's plenty of other stuff out there too. Uh, I mean, if you look at like the the saw, which is a two forty nine, so it's a five five six. It runs significantly faster uh, than there's like a two forty Bravo, and you know all sorts of various belt cuts out there now. The cool thing is there are a few manufacturers out there that are making belt fed uppers for AR15s. Really? So you so you're not going to get the full auto feel, but you can bring belt fed home <laughs> essentially. Yeah, you know, I I just don't I don't think it's as handy as a magazine. And if I were, well, I mean, it, it's a totally different purpose. I mean, usually yeah. somebody in a squad with a with a belt fed is going to be more suppressing fire because it can just be continuously sustained fire, while guys with their M4s and their their magazine fed guns can actually put precision shots down range. Next on the list is the AK-47. I think we've all fired that. Uh, that is a brutal weapon, but man, is it dependable, huh? Megan, oh, Megan, uh, do you have you ever owned an AK? Well, yeah, I brought one into you. AK, remember the, yeah, the AK that doesn't look like an AK anymore. Okay, yeah, remember that one we had all decked out? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the you had a couple of uh, uh, firearms that you brought in, but this one was the one that was uh, uh, was this the one that looked like uh, the marine colors? Uh, uh-uh. no. no, it was just an all black one, but. Yeah. I, I love me an AK. Yeah, I'm definitely an AK. Yeah. Are you really? Because they're so they're so much more brutal to shoot. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. <laughs> I'm smaller than you, and I'm saying no, they're not. You're smaller than any human being I know. Uh, and, and <laughs> you got to be 35 pounds when you're soaking wet and holding an AK. Pretty much. Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, the, the, to me, there's something there's something about an AK that. I mean, it's it's man and machine. I mean, when you have that in your hand and you're shooting it, you know, I jokingly say all the time, I was like, I always want to let out like a Tim Allen grunt when I shoot an AK. <laughs> because it's just like, you know, you you, you, uh, you you know you're shooting it. You you feel the parts moving. There's some slop to it. The it's just I don't know. It's it's classic man and machine. But you can so. abuse the bejeebers out of those things. And they just keep firing. I yeah, mean, yeah. That, that that is for sure. I mean, there's a reason you know, that there's a lot of, uh, oh, let's say, uh, countries that don't exactly have funds. Uh, that <laughs> uh, that's their military choice, or you know, where they have civilian militaries. That you know, this is the gun they use because they they don't necessarily need the maintenance that. Uh, you know, that we can afford to do on our guns on a regular basis. I mean, those things are made to be out in the harshest conditions of a, a you know, that you can imagine, you know, from desert, dirt, and dust to torrential downpour to mud, um, and left in those conditions for, you know, days, weeks at a time, and they're still going to run. An amazing, uh, amazingly durable uh, firearm. Um, and then the number one on this guy's list is going to be a surprise to most people uh, because, I mean, the list that we've seen so far, for the most part, have been some very powerful and many many times very fast firearms. Uh, and uh, this next one kind of defies that. We'll get into that 
Uh, no, it doesn't. It's perfect. Megan and I agree with it completely. Well, I think most people, so you're looking at the list. You're you're cheating. You're not supposed to do that. It's a 22 long rifle with a suppressor on it. And it does, it does sound like fun. You're listening to Gary on Guns. We're going to find out what Mike and Megan have brought to the table next on the Hot Talk 93.9 Eagle.